Hey everybody, welcome back. This is the Friends Like Us podcast, a podcast where we'll be deep diving into each episode of Friends. I'm Steven, and I'm here with Leah and Brayden. Today we'll be discussing The One with the Thumb, which is Season 1, Episode 3. What's up everybody? I want to read the IMDb description for this. So Monica becomes irritated when everyone likes her new boyfriend more than she does. Chandler resumes his smoking habit, and Phoebe is given $7,000 when she finds a thumb in a can of soda. Yep, that's about it. That's it. So, should we wrap so, it up? So, I'm going to, yeah. <laughs> so, you can't, the IMDb description does a good job summing up the plot points, which is Monica's boyfriend, Alan. Chandler is smoking again. And Phoebe's, I call it Phoebe's weird day because the whole $7,000 thing kind of comes up later, like, I feel like a whole lot of the stuff happens that leads up to the $7,000. So I know that I kind of got things ordered by the way I wrote them, but I was going to see what plot point we want to start with. Mm. Do we want to save one for the end? Do we want to start with one? I would say probably Monica's boyfriend is the most prominent plot point of this. And yeah. Chandler smoking is probably the least prominent. Okay. See, I thought that too. I'm surprised how many notes I have about Chandler smoking, but I'm down to talk about Chandler smoking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First. we can we can do that first. Let's do Chandler so, smoking. Well, see, I tricked y'all because you picked that, but now I'm going to be like, but wait, I want to do the opening scene first. So, which doesn't seem to be related to any of the plot points. Well, eventually that gets, they stop doing that. I like that they do that now, though. Yeah. I feel like it was really so, a good thing. I do like that part of the episode. I do want to take a second and talk about the opening scene, just because there's one part of it that I really do like. Well, there's a couple parts I really like. They're in Central Perk, and they kind of, they start out, Monica, no, 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 Phoebe's talking about the date she was on and how it ended. And uh, it's nice, let's do this again, and then we roll into uh, common dating language that Rachel's just completely unfamiliar with. So... Because she's never been dumped. Because she's never been life. dumped. She has... I mean, this relates to, like, in future episodes where, like, they say, oh, sure, they'll call you back. And she's like, well, they always call back, right? Like, she has a completely different perspective on dating because she's the... She's the prize. She never has that issue. Yeah, definitely. I was curious... I was curious to find out if either of you two have ever been on the receiving end of some common negative dating language. Hmm. Man, I have to think about this. Throwing some hot, hot ones at you early on. Not gonna lie, I never really went on a date besides with you. So oh. I was thinking about. <laughs> so For those of you that don't know, uh, Stephen and Lee are married. Yeah. If you thought that the discussion about, um, you know, the baby naming got a little heated, <laughs> that's what a married couple argues. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was in a long relationship before the one I'm in now, so that kind of was right after high school. Okay, let's put it this way. Did you ever use any of these dating phrases? Probably, yeah. So I feel I'm like, sure that I've said I'll call a girl again, and I never called her. I feel like it's it's harder to have one of these phrases when, you're, when you look back at just dating in high school and college because you don't really go on just like a date, and then you kind of like, You've met someone naturally that you involve. You're involved with all the time. Right. But I have received like the. Ah, I just don't see this guy. Like I've never had the put off. It's always just like blatant in my face. Like 
yeah, this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Which, which that's actually more refreshing to me yeah. for someone to just be like, hey, I don't want to waste your time. Not interested. I would right. much rather somebody say that to me. It's much more straightforward. Than just ghost me. Because I yeah. feel like that's what the kids these days. I've definitely been doing that. ghosted, but I've never like dated, dated to the point where I actually got any of these lines. Like, yeah. Yeah. But you see where they're coming from. It's, yeah. It's pretty fun. They have all those. Those great ones. I think we should see other people means I'm already seeing other people. <laughs> what is the one that Chandler says about dating? Oh, uh, wearing alcoholics. I did. I see you as more of a brother or something like that. And it's like, which means I'm going to be dating leather wearing alcoholics and complaining about them to you. To you. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel like even today, there's probably a lot of guys that relate to that one. Right. That's my favorite one out of the ones he said. Girls like a bad boy. And I'm glad that Chandler's the one that said that because I feel like he's either Chandler or Ross is right there squaring that that guy that probably gets friend zoned a lot. We but Chandler women. most of yeah, we repel women. Yeah, we do, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then it rolls into the last little bit is uh, Ross making his revelation about Chi Chi, which is great because. You know, Ross is the academic. He should be the smartest one. He still holds on to these childish ideas. Like, went to live yeah. on a farm. He went to, the dog went to live on a farm. It was such a great role onto that, though. Like, going from talking about this dating stuff, and Monica's like, it's, or it wasn't Monica. Yeah, I think it was Monica. It's like it's like something they say to cushion the blow. Yeah, you know, like when you when your pet dies and they tell you when to live on a farm, and Ross is like, "No, but they really did," and you're like, "Oh, poor Ross." <laughs> he gets so excited because he was like, "No, but really, this actually happened to me." And then Monica is just like shattering the glass. Yeah. Sorry, big brother. Chi Chi died. Yeah. What, where do you How think you the dog was today? The right? Milners don't. Exist. The Milners don't. They never went to visit the Milner's farm. Alright, Chandler's smoking again. So, it's revealed through a little rehearsal deal that uh, Chandler and Joey are going through that Chandler used to smoke. So, new character trait that's going to stick around for a while. The entire oh, yeah. series. The entire series. Uh, probably up to the very last episode. I yeah, mean, they cover Chandler smoking <laughs> at least once a season. Oh, it yeah. comes up. I, it, the smoking thing is something that's so crazy to me because you watch it today. Them, one, smoking in the apartment and then two, smoking in Central Perk. It's kind of jarring because so many places are no smoking at all. So you see Chandler just light one up in Central Perk and you're like, whoa, like you, you can do that? So it's definitely uh, ages the show yeah. from a different time. Yeah, this is 1994 <laughs> right. at this yeah. point. So it's there was 25 a, years ago. When there were still smoking sections in most places. Ah, uh, the good old days. The good old days. <laughs> Where they were trying to sell smoking, so everything was good about it. Right. <laughs> you can still advertise back then. The, the, only, the only part that's really jarring, and it's later on in the episode, is when he's smoking in his office. Like that's that would crazy. Not, that would not fly. You would not get away with that. Only if you actually got caught. <laughs> but you smell but no. it instantly. Yeah. Oh yeah. For people who don't smoke, they definitely smell it instantly. By the way, I don't know why Joey had to pretend to smoke a real cigarette when they were just practicing the audition. Seems like he probably could have faked that part. Well, did they say was it for like a movie or was mm -hmm. it for a play? 
something. I don't know if it was a play. I think it was. A I play. couldn't tell if it was for an upcoming audition or if it was a party already had and he was just practicing. I would assume it was an audition. I think it was, it was an audition. Very hard to tell that, but if it was for a play, they probably want to portray the role as realistic as possible. So they probably wanted him to smoke. I mean, but you can technically smoke without inhaling the smoke, and he just didn't know how to do it. Yeah, the lighter. Sorry, Chandler. this is coming from a non-smoker anymore. Chandler gives him the uh, the whole lesson there. It's loosen your hand, but not oh, that much. Not that much. <laughs> Isn't that a funny moment when they oh kind of check each other like yeah. hey, a little hey. homophobic there? So this is kind of just like a. I feel like the Chandler smoking plotline is a bit of comedy. I mean, it seems like it's that third plotline that kind of pops in and out throughout the episode is. You would think maybe it's kind of comedy relief, but none of the storylines are really that serious, so it's almost extra comedy relief that we really don't need. Like, Phoebe's plotline is, I kind of feel the same way around. We kind of pop in and see what the hell's happened to Phoebe right now. Yeah. Just some ridiculous situation. They definitely use Chandler smoking throughout the, se- like, throughout the series as a comedy relief. They never actually make it super serious. Right. I think it's funny that it ended up taking a turn from early on. Like, you've got the Monica cleaning thing. You've got Chandler smoking. Mm-hmm. That really hung on for ten seasons. So the next time we see Chandler smoking is he's caught by the gang at Central Perk. Right? And he's not trying too hard to hide it. He's leaning behind a couch. Which like behind him. He's smoking. And it's funny because behind him you can see, like, the guests at the table, like, kind of in front of him as he's leaning behind the couch going... Like, just, like, waving their hand in front of their nose. Oh, they're they? super upset about this, this smoke. Is, I didn't catch that part. This is a great point. Chandler has this weird thing where he can't just go take a freaking smoke break. Like, both times. So in Central Perk, he can't just walk outside, smoke real quick, and come back. And then when he's in his office later on, people are taking smoke breaks all the time. He's the laziest person well, in the world. Why, why does he have to just now, go through all the effort to... I mean, nowadays, sure, but back then, he's trying to hide it from his friends. He doesn't want to go outside and take a smoke break because, you know, they're instantly going to question him about it. Oh, yeah, well, smoking within two feet of your friends is also a terrible way to hide that, thing, too. But go to the bathroom. They needed, go to the bathroom. They needed the storyline. He has an addictive personality, apparently. He can't be a few minutes without taking a taking a hit from a cigarette. I smoked a pack. One whole pack. Two, two packs. Three cards. Cards. <laughs> yeah. It happens. That's like season nine. Mm-hmm. That's cigarettes, though. Like They will do that to you. Think of it as a thing missing from your hand. I don't know. I've not smoked ever before. But I've smoked cigars. I've smoked a cigar. But I've never smoked cigarettes. I've smoked. You smoke? I have. Cigarettes? Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes you feel so much better. Do you think I'm just one cigarette, one cigarette would be enough to just like... No. Smoke like Chandler was smoking, where he couldn't even take a smoke. Well, I will say, I've had some problems with nicotine in the past. Yeah. Coming coming to you live right now. (laughs) Break it down. I've had problems with nicotine in the past, but if you had never smoked before and you started smoking, yeah, that wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. But if you had smoked for like six months or a year and you really liked it or addicted to it, it only takes one cigarette. I mean, boom. So that's pretty authentic. It depends on the person. True. Yeah. Because, I mean, when I'm drinking, 
like I can smoke a cigarette, but For that sure. doesn't mean I want it. Anymore. I've got some in the drawer. You want to light one up right now? <laughs> I don't. That's the thing. It definitely depends. It's person to person and personality to personality. Like it's yeah. not just. I mean, it can be a gateway though if you have one. Like you can definitely get back into it, yeah, yeah. but. So I got a funny story I can uh, reveal on the podcast. So when I was in high school, I used to dip, played football, everybody dipped. You know, even the coaches, I know it was trashy. Yeah. But even, even the coaches would give it to us, right? Right. And so, like, I got to the point where I could even dip while I had my helmet on, playing. Like, I would just spit during practice. Mm-hmm. And that kind of led to me smoking more. Like, people would smoke. We're in high school. Everybody's trying to be cool. People would smoke, whatever. So we went and played a game in Cookville, which is up in Tennessee, and we got our ass kicked by a really good team. And it was cold. It was middle of the season. On the way back from the game, a buddy of mine had a pack of cigarettes. He's like, man, I could go for a cigarette right now. I'm like, fuck, me too. It was a horrible game. All the windows are rolled up. It's cold, right? It's like 30 degrees. And we both had the genius idea well, if we lit up a cigarette and we blew it in a Gatorade bottle, then they'd never smell it. Yeah, that's how Oh, my God! <laughs> You're just as bad as Chad. It came full circle. So this made me think of this. I was like 15, maybe 16. This made oh, me my think God. Of, yeah, I was like a sophomore in high school. That's even worse. It is bad. But um, It's like you want to do something so bad it gives you terrible ideas. Right. So it was Newports of all kinds of cigarettes. Oh, Jesus Christ, right? So we light up a cigarette, or he lights it up, takes a puff of it, blows it in an empty Gatorade bottle, closes the bottle up, hands it to me. I'm instantly <laughs> regretting this decision because you smell it immediately. There's no the windows are even down. I, mean, I get like one cigarette. hit. I get like one hit in, put the thing out, and close the bottle. And like the guy behind me is like, "Dude, put that out! You can smell it. It's so bad." And like it, everybody, we just got our ass beat. Right. In football. So the coach is not happy anyway. And one dude in the back of the bus is like, I got a question. Who's smoking a cigarette? <laughs> so it wasn't long before the whole bus knew. And the coaches get up and they're like, they were just like flabbergasted. It's like, who is fucking dumb enough to smoke a cigarette on a school bus? I know y'all are stupid, from... but are you this stupid? Apparently so. Apparently so. So they wouldn't yeah. let us off the bus until somebody confessed to it when we got back to... Uh, did I you, won't reveal the high confess? school. Did you Did you confess? Yeah. You did? Oh, we both man. confessed. and um, I thought you were going to take this moment to confess on podcast. <laughs> it would have been so much fun. Finally. Uh, the statute of limitations has passed. and uh, <laughs> They can't do anything to me anymore. Fuck you guys. I smoked. <laughs> it brings up a good point, right? Chandler's leaning behind the couch. He's been puffing on this. They would have smelled it instantly. They, they would have smelled it instantly. Yeah. They don't know until he goes... <laughs> Which bothers me. So Why did he because wait? Because you can ghost that. You can literally hold your breath until it, nothing comes out. There's Fucking no smoke that comes out. Amateur. For someone who seems to be so good at. Who's it? been yeah. smoking since he was like what nine or something? What is it? Eleven? Nine. Yeah. Is so, it nine? I thought it was nine. Damn. We'll have to watch that. Whenever that parents were divorced. That first cigarette after nap time. <laughs> you right? don't take a nap time at eleven. Oh man. No. So Chandler loves smoking, and he's terrible at hiding it. And you can't hide it with the smell, which yeah. I've learned. Like, I grew up with parents who smoked, so I never knew that you could smell smoke until much later on in life. Does anybody else want a cigarette right now? A little bit, but no. <laughs> Maybe a cigar. A cigar would be great. 
So, the only place apparently Chandler's not allowed to smoke in is Monica's apartment. He's allowed to smoke in Central Park, but. And even in Joey's apartment, but not. Weird. Well, Joey's apartment is technically right. Chandler's and Joey's running around. I like this scene because you can tell how cheaply made that window is when he's banging on it. That's yeah. not real glass at all. You look at the way it shakes and then the sound that they try to. Uh, you know, match up to it, and it does not fit at all when you really look at it. He's I noticed banging that. on this, the plastic's like wobbling, and it's like <laughs> boom, 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 boom. It's like, I don't think that's how that would sound at all. He's stuck out there, and it starts getting rained on, and he puts a trash can lid over his head. And my question is, why is there a trash can out on the balcony? No, it's with? a grill. It's a grill lid. That's a trash can lid. What? That that's a trash have, can lid. It might have been meant to 100%. Be 100%. No, 100%. She does have lid. a grill out there. Watch so it. Could be. I thought it was a grill. I think it's a trash can lid. We might have to watch flat. it again, but if it is a trash can lid, I'm like, why is there a trash can on the it's, balcony? How much trash do you produce on the balcony? It is pretty flat for a lid for a grill, but it could be that they meant it to be and they just stuck it out there for a prop. Yeah. My money's on them. It's season grill. one. They couldn't afford the grill yet. <laughs> they had to put a trash can in. Exactly. You don't know. You don't know. So where are we at with this? So he's, so we're at so he's we've kind of worked through all the times we see Chandler smoking. So there's we've gone through them catching him. They've got we, we're here at where he's stuck outside. Um, he's not allowed in as long as he's smoking, so he's stuck outside in the rain. Um, the next time we uh, we uh, see this is in the midst of Phoebe receiving her free coke. There's the all silent scene where he's smoking in his office. That's a good scene. That's a good scene. Well, you learn a lot about Chandler. You're looking at his office. He's got like rubber chickens and like little baseball bats, baseball yeah. bats and robot arms. And for whatever reason, explicitly on his cube, no smoking signs posted. Two of them. Two of them in one cube. You don't that. know that that's not on every cube. Yeah, but it's. I guess I don't know. That's weird to me. It could. It Again, could. also anyone else. Nearby is gonna smell that smoke immediately. Oh, definitely. They were definitely. And having it lit in your drawer is not right because I have seen stuff like that before. It does not go well. <laughs> yeah. Because it's... I've seen a guy put a lit cigarette in his pocket. It burns right through it. It's gonna burn through a drawer. Get a little thing to set it on. <laughs> yeah, I think he had an ashtray in there. That's what we hoped. Did but... Did anybody notice the Blue Jays hat? I did not. There's a Toronto Blue Jays hat in his office, which he was raised in um, Ontario. I thought that was interesting. So actually, like Matthew Perry, Matthew Perry, Perry, Matthew Perry was, uh, and it never really says in the show where he's from. So that's probably his hat. Probably, probably decorated somewhat with their own stuff. From within New York, though. Because, Does it? Yeah, because when they find out that Rachel had a little thingy. Oh. Uh, both parts. <laughs> that was around my and hustle. He, that's right. And yeah. he, that was around my hustle. You were, the, you were from the. You were the hermaphrodite cheerleader from Long Island. So it implies that he's from the New York area. Toronto's really close to upstate New York. Yeah. I think that's stretching it. <laughs> that's okay, that's a good point. Go I was trying to think about that. Borders. I was trying to think about that where he is from because it never explicitly says. It doesn't explicitly say, but I feel like that kind of implies. I thought that was an interesting touch with the, the Blue Jays hat. I'm sure that was something that he brought in himself. Definitely. So I think this all, it's all building up to 
Well, I think it's building up to a few things. I do like it builds up to finally um, this scene where they're they're frustrated with Chandler and they're saying, oh, because he goes to light up a cigarette again in Central Perk at some point and everyone's like, oh, God, I can't believe you. It's worse than the thumb, <laughs> you know? And he's like, I have a flaw. So what? I have a flaw. You all have flaws. And he starts listing out everybody's flaws, which of uh, all of them maybe like one is on point, which is Ross's, the way he talks. Oh, you do. Oh, you, you do, do you, right? Does and he then. Does that one? Because I think he says a couple and then everybody else starts like. Yeah, so he says, How is it like Joey He, he calls out Joey and Ross and Monica with the snorting. And then Phoebe's called out by right. Joey. Yeah. And then Rachel calls out, or not Rachel. Phoebe, Phoebe calls, calls out Rachel, Rachel, and that's when it gets like really serious. <laughs> I right? love Rachel's line. I love Rachel's line. The hair comes out. <laughs> the hair comes out, or the gloves Glo- come off, and the, the hair, hair comes out. She said. The hair comes out, and the gloves come that's off, what, or something like that. that. She had such a good point, though. I mean, I don't know. Rachel's is not doing great. No, she's I don't terrible. Know. They could have come up with a better annoying trait for Phoebe, like. Than hair chewing, right? How does it is it loud when someone chews their hair? No, it's just weird. I mean, how weird is this? Fuck. I Turn mean, your damn phones off, yeah, everybody. But <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's a little switch on the side. It's my laptop. <laughs> oh, I always forget to silence that. So, but uh, what other trait would you call out for Phoebe? Just anything uh, else she does that's annoying. She's just well, overall annoying. Or how, bitch. how she likes <laughs> to explain it to me. Anyone could have called out her cleansing your aura. That could have been a one. Yeah. Like, that's from the first episode. Like, Phoebe, go get some essential oils or something. You know, or like Phoebe, you know, won't eat meat because she's a vegetarian or something like that. There's plenty of material. Well, I don't know. They gotta order a whole extra pizza for her, you know, vegetarian. Maybe pizza. she orders her own pizza. Maybe I she mean, does. I feel like that's not a trait to. I'm sure there's something for Phoebe. There's plenty for Phoebe because I, if this episode makes me hate Phoebe. Like I, I've said before, I go back and forth on Phoebe, but this one I'm like, fuck, just shut up and sit down. Yeah. Let's talk about Alan. Because I don't want to talk about you. Yeah. Really, I feel like it kind of makes me like. Yeah. She has some weird moments in this episode. She does, but we'll get to that. We'll get I to explain that. My point of view We're it. almost through the Chandler Spoken storyline because he, he victoriously turns everybody against each other, which I think is kind of a very Chandler thing to do. He's a funny guy, and he also kind of has that little kind of manipulative mean streak. He does that later on with Monica when he uses all of the terrible things going on in her life to keep her from working out, you know? It's like, okay, that's kind of a Chandler character trait that yeah. sticks around. Like, he's funny, he's a nice guy, but he's kind of got a little secret mean streak where he likes to very do some emotional warfare. He's really good at it. Things are affecting him. He's yeah. going to turn around. So well, I find it hard him. to even get out of the house. If that yeah, me. <laughs> absolutely. So, but some, of the, some of the stuff he calls out is pretty funny. Right. Yeah. The last, I mean, the last two things are, they, they, it ties back into Alan, how amazing Alan is, because everyone's been trying to get him to quit, and then Rachel, who I guess has Alan's phone number, calls him from the coffee shop to talk to, did anyone else think that was weird that Rachel just happened to have Alan's phone number to call him from the coffee shop to talk to uh, Chandler? She yeah. was already on the phone with him. No wonder Alan doesn't like him. It's like they're calling me at random times and like give yeah. me, give them lectures about smoking. Like I don't like these people. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah, so 
I'd be interested to see what he what he said, but that's the whole point. There's nothing you could say that's actually that magical, but that talks Chandler out of smoking temporarily. And then finally, at the very end, they're so depressed that Chandler's about to start smoking again, and Phoebe offers seven thousand dollars to give him to quit. <laughs> so we'll get to how that happens. Yeah, I wonder if Chandler got that seven thousand dollars. I feel like later on in the series, when he starts smoking again, he should give that seven thousand dollars back. He, he should. said never, never yeah. again, and he did not. He did not abide did not by that. Just <laughs> technically, now you should give back. <laughs> Exactly. So has anybody got anything? Well, I didn't want to talk. So there's a great quote, which is the, uh, oh, I'm alive with pleasure now quote. Mm-hmm. That might be one of the ones that come up a lot when, you, when you're talking about quotable. I think that's a very quotable moment when they throw on that extra nicotine patch. Oh, I'm alive with pleasure now. Oh, I, I love that. Definitely. Nicotine bag. How old is that sock? Yeah, he's so grumpy. <laughs> Joey ate my last piece of gum, so I killed him. <laughs> Do you think that was wrong? And nobody says anything about that line. At no. All. Nobody says anything. And then Joey's yeah, just like, no, he's like across the hall. Just ignore it. Move on. <laughs> Chandler's being a douche. There is one thing I would like to point out about Chandler. I think he wears three different sweater vests <laughs> in this episode. I, I'm they're really sure. establishing yeah, they're sweater vests. But it's... It, it leaves as quick as it was there. Like in Friends. I'm not sure when it disappears, but at some point, maybe it does season go three, away. he just completely stops wearing sweater vest. Wasn't he wearing a sweater vest? There is like a Halloween episode later on where Joey wears a sweater vest and he's like, I'm Chandler. I think it comes back. Yeah. It comes, it comes back, back a few around. times. Yeah, that's true. Sweater right. vests and emotional warfare. We've established some some smoking. key Chandler traits and smoking. smoking. So we get a lot of defining Chandler moments, right? That carry on. We definitely do. That kind of wraps it up with Chandler. That does. So we'll move on next. Alan or Phoebe? Let's say like Phoebe's gonna be shorter. Yeah, let's save Alan for last. So Phoebe's weird day. This stuck. So this this starts off with the the thing that well it it's one of the things that bothers me about the episode, which is when Phoebe enters talking to herself. I don't know. I think it was a poor choice of how to introduce that Phoebe had a problem, or she just acted it bad. But this part always has bothered me, where she's like, she's like talking, yeah, 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 with her hands, yeah, and everyone's just like. Like, I don't think you do that when you're actually emotionally torn about you, something, unless you want attention about it. Right. Don't, but the thing is, is like with a show, you have to have that, you have I to have know. that in there, because otherwise they just sit down like abruptly and nobody I would have been just anything. as happy with her coming in being like, you will not believe what just happened. That's what well, she did when 90s. she, that's what she did when she had the extra 500 in her bank account. She just came in and said, look what the fuck happened. Or yeah. Like, no, 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 no. That was when uh, she got a letter from the bank. When she got a letter from the bank. Yeah, she just came right out and said it. She just came right out and said, why, why now is she just mumbling on and on? Because maybe right. they weren't sure what to say. No. I don't know. I don't know if Phoebe likes to come out and ask for the attention, but she wants it. I, it made me think of another scene when they were at the beach house later on, like in the season, not the episode, and she had just got back from seeing a real mother series, and... Uh, 
she gets back to the beach house and she doesn't say anything. She just like knocks some random like glass or something over and everyone's like, okay, what's wrong, Phoebe? Seriously? The gang asks what's up. So Phoebe has found an extra $500 in her bank. What a terrible scenario. Satan's minions at work again, <laughs> right? You gotta wonder what banking error occurred to get 500 even into your bank account, right? <laughs> even Rachel says, what bank is this? So, yeah, what, what happens? Do you, does somebody accidentally send the wrong person $500? Is there another storyline of this where someone's like, did you get my $500? No, I never got your $500. And Phoebe's got the $500 just sitting there. It is possible, though, like, if yeah. you give the wrong routing number or something like yeah. that. And then on top of it, I mean, you should know you're dad having the same name. That's true. There are issues if somebody gave the maybe, same name. Maybe. That was the very first paycheck that Ursula got for porn. That is so funny you said that. That might be the first time she got paid for porn. Been doing it for 10 years. And she was like, oh crap, I gotta get these checks in person. <laughs> Direct deposit's not working. It's going to Phoebe's. But you gotta give Phoebe credit here. She's upset about it because she feels like she didn't earn the money. Granted, the shitty ass childhood that she had. No. She deserves that money. So more it, than anybody, and she just doesn't want it. So, poll. Whoever wants to go first. Oh, Leah, would you have spent it? Would you kept it? Would you mm -hmm. said anything? If I would... It's not hard. I'll be honest. I would have kept it. I wouldn't have said anything to the bank. I would have wanted like, to kept it, but I feel like, it, I, feel like I would have felt bad. Here's, it, so. here's my honest opinion. I would have given it like two weeks. I wouldn't spend it for like two weeks just to make sure it wasn't going to get yanked back out of my bank account. And I feel like after two weeks, I'm pretty safe to be like, all right. Like, I might text my parents and be like, did you guys give me $500 or something like that? But other than that, I'd be like, all right, it's mine now. I, I wouldn't think twice about it. That might say I'm a terrible... What about you, Braden? What do you... Oh, it's gone. It's I'm gone. <laughs> I'm spending that money. I think I'm going to give it a little time. See what happens because I don't want to spend it to be gone. But it's five hundred dollars now. Five hundred dollars in ninety four is like a thousand dollars now. Right. So if I have a thousand dollars in my account, if I ooh, it's tempting. I'm gonna wait and give it a little buffer period, but I'm probably gonna spend that. Yeah. Money. I mean, sorry. Fuck the bank, man. Yeah. I'm not get. Oh, you're winning error here. You know, it's like giving the IRS back. It's like paying taxes. You don't do it. It's stupid. <laughs> now, to be fair, the joke would have been on us because if we had reported it like Phoebe did, we would have got another $500 and a football phone. So like, I'm, I'm like wondering, like, did they give her $500 because she reported there was a problem and gave her $500 to appease a banking error? Or did they get confused and they thought that she was supposed to have $500 so they gave her another $500? Yeah, I was confused. I think they got confused because that doesn't make any sense for them to give her another five hundred dollars. I think they got confused and credited her another five hundred dollars when they should have Man. debited it out of her account. If that was ever a time that the bank would like how they if you had a bad experience with the bank, that's how they dealt with it. Oh, we'll just give you some free money. God. No bank does that ever. Man. No. Don't get And if anything, up. they would have just left the five hundred, say, hey, our error, which you right. should, yeah. you fucked up, keep the money. You don't give her an extra 500 You say, yeah. we messed up, that was our error. We deserve to lose that money. 
move on. You don't give her a thousand dollars in a football film. <laughs> I don't which, understand the football film. No, that's so. Blue She's collar. obviously a girl. It's not Phoebo. It's Phoebe. <laughs> well, like Phoebo, please don't name your baby Phoebo. I think the Phoebe. I, well, you don't Phoebe. know that a girl is into football. I think the football film must have been all right. Who's got something ridiculous laying around that could be a terrible way to appease a customer? A which, football phone. A terrible way to appease a customer. That's which, if we can think back, those were very popular. The, like in that time frame, I remember the, this was 94, but I remember the late 90s. I had a basketball phone. Mm-hmm. Like it was a round orange basketball that like, it had just like the holes that you could put your fingers into and pick out the, the phone. So it was like a bowling ball. Yeah, it was huge. It was a basketball. <laughs> it was a bowling ball. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, I think it was just part of the time. Man, that's still... It's ridiculous. Three thousand dollars. That's three thousand dollars. No, a free. Sorry, I didn't nuts you. Free space. Thousand. Three thousand dollars. We both. We both heard three thousand dollars. You got any more whiskey? Dollars, like. Yeah. So she goes down to Lizzie, who's I guess her homeless friend that she's been feeding, um, alphabet soup with uh. She takes the vowels out. Yes, except why, because sometimes why. You know? Sometimes why is okay. She's obviously been visiting this, this woman a lot. Yeah. Because the so, homeless woman this, calls her weird girl. Yeah, you, <laughs> you gotta admit, though, like, you, Phoebe's character is so good here. These first, she's, she's not a bad person. No. She she's has a good money person. she doesn't want. Yeah. Because she feels like she, it was given to her wrongly, and she takes it to a homeless person. Yeah. And gives it to the homeless person. Freaks out the homeless person. She's even like, okay, you're crazy. Don't give me a thousand dollars. I do want to talk about, and we'll, well, I'll talk about it later when we talk about Alan. It's probably when we talk about this last, but these first couple episodes with, with characters like Lizzie set up, it seems like they're setting up for possibly some returning characters that never make it back. Mm. Because of, this seems like a regular visit that Phoebe might make and she might come down and talk to this. And it could be a source of humor of Phoebe coming down during her day and talking to this crazy tinfoil hat lady. But unfortunately, we never see Lizzie again. I'd like to think Lizzie started a new life in Buffalo or something. She she invested that thousand dollars and yeah, you really don't. Ooh, a nice low risk index fund. I bet you she started that and then she rolled that in, started her own business. Eventually, that business grew. Then they created Mocklet. <laughs> in pistachios. Did you eat a little or a lot? <laughs> a little or a lot. So she gives, so that Lizzie freaks out. Lizzie feels the need to make it up to Phoebe. She offers a tin hat. I feel like Phoebe is the type of character that would have been totally fine with the tin hat, but even Phoebe's weirded out by the tin hat. Which is great. Which is great. I was like, Phoebe's character seems like the type that would be like, Oh yeah, you made this. This is so nice. Like, but she's like, no, I don't want the tin hat. She wants you a soda, that. which is weird. So, I would have thought maybe if you would have asked for a cup of coffee. I don't know. So yeah, she's just right she's just grasping something yeah. that's close. So they go down. They get her a soda. They're all even. Lizzie is immediately like, "All right, we're even." <laughs> she's like, "Sure, you don't want a pretzel? No." All right, bye. I'm going to take this $999 and be gone. Which Lizzie was funny. 
I kind of wish Lizzie like would have been stuck in around. Some more episodes. She was funny. I'm curious if that actress ended up in anything else. I feel like she, she didn't look that up. I'm surprised. We're gonna have to look it up. Look it up. I've already got the IMDb pulled up for this episode. I'm gonna take this dog home with me. She's a angel job. I'm sick of heaven. Beth Grant. She totally likes me. Beth Grant. Beth Grant plays Lizzie. Let's see what it's got to say about Beth Grant. Was I, she in any Law and Order? I Everyone's so, always in a Law and Order. I've seen her in something. She was in the Office. No. What? Dwight's babysitter. This is no where. No way. That is her. Damn! I knew she looked familiar. I was trying she to find it. She took that thousand dollars. Took a took a bus to to Scranton. Scranton. Come on, drunkie. And became a babysitter for the Shroop Farms, man. That is it. I could we not just, place her. That's two ties to the office now that I've noted in this show. Wait, yeah. what's the other one? The other tie is when Ross is trying to get Marcel into a zoo. One of the zoos he tries to get him into is the Scranton Zoo. That was Marcel's backup zoo. Yes. Wait, I don't know. I, he was a farm, though, not a zoo. No, that was a, that was a zoo for Marcel. The monkey? Yeah, but Dwight only had a farm. Well, I know, but the city Scranton is uh, all I'm alluding there's to. There's another tie you're forgetting about. So, when Ross is dating while he has Marcel, he invites a woman over, I think from the museum, and he, like, grasps her hair and is, like, stuck on her hair and pulling her hair. Right, right, right. You know, that's Jan. That woman is Jan from the office. No, it's not. That looks nothing like Jan. Yeah, she's very young. I have to rewatch that now. That's Jan. I should have we saved that. that. I should have saved that. that it's coming up. We have three ties. Obviously, not, maybe not canon. I feel, like, I feel like we'll find. We also have we'll some find more. Oh, I'll give you another one. We right also now. have ties. We, to have we can we can edit this out if we want to. So the guy that works in the warehouse, Daryl. Oh, I know him. He's the one when Phoebe the, goes to change her name. Changes her name. Yeah, He's also Brooklyn Nine There's four. Oh. They also have some ties to um, How Much Your Mother. Yeah, well, Friends has so many guest stars. It's like you'll you watch it and you and you'll have these moments where you're like, oh my god, they they look so young, right? Yeah. That's always what it is. Oh my god, it's that guy. They look so young. We got we got one last bit of this storyline. <laughs> you can do it, Brayden. It's not that. Much so good. drunk. That is. That is, she opens the Coke and finds a thumb. Which is disgusting. Which, the sound of the Coke opening, it's like they try to incorporate the sound of a thumb dropping in the Coke at that moment. It's a weird sound. I don't like the sound. Cut this out. This is a stupid comment. No, but I don't like the sound. <laughs> so, the soda, the soda that she opens, it's got a thumb in it, right? Right. I don't fucking buy it because... There's no way you what I mean. This is some pink Lacroix looking drink. I don't know what it is, but let's right. just say it's a carbonated soda with lots of sugar. With lots of sugar, lots of carbonation. They've done studies on this. Like nails get decomposed. Did you do the tooth and the soda thing? No. My parents made me they to prove a point. When I lost the tooth, they would, they made me pour a cup of soda and you hung a tooth in there. And then after a week, like, it was, like, completely eaten through. Like, there's holes and crap on it. It's, like, completely dissolved. What the fuck is wrong with So that? I think I see where you're going with this. Is... You didn't even get a dollar for that? No, I was too old for that. I was getting life lessons instead. 
trying to, so, get, trying to get a picture of uh, Bailey. <laughs> you guys look at the camera. Bailey. I think that, uh, <laughs> I think I know where you're coming from. Do you, like, you think the, the, the thumb would have become, like, mush? Yes. There would not be a full thumb in there. There was a, I it say this. Hindsight is twenty twenty with this, but there was a guy who tried to sue a soda company like 10 years ago for something similar. He was like, there was a mouse in my Mountain Dew. Right. And, the, and they took it to court and they proved that there's no way a mouse would stay in Mountain Dew and not decompose. <laughs> from the time, Well, from the time that it was produced in production until the time it got to the actual manufacturer and was distributed. The argument... Our our stuff is so <laughs> well, so acidic. No fucking it, way. Because I mean, did we ever figure out what she was actually opening? No, I tried. It looked like a Lacroix. I tried to look at it. It was in a pink can. I well, you can tell this is a time when they, you know, they're not big enough to get any real deals, right? You don't get to see the Coke. You don't get to see what brand of cigarettes Chandler's smoking. There's a couple things I note that you don't get. They don't have real brands like all of the. Like the t-shirts they're wearing from the baseball game. Like, Ross is wearing something that literally looks like clip art out of PowerPoint, man. The guy with the baseball bat. Look at that again. I was like, dude, did someone just print out some clip art and then press it onto a t-shirt? Right. That was horrible. But that was total 90s. Right. You know? I'm pretty sure I had a, a shirt like that. But yeah, she finds a thumb. She shows it to the game. And uh, she gets $7,000 for the thumb. Which all happens really fast. Right? Like, yeah. she must have reported the thumb, and then within a day, the company just comes out and gives her seven grand? Yeah. I mean, at this time... They didn't time, even ask for proof? That was probably, like, the first time that they ever heard of this, and they were like, oh, no, I'm happy. Do you think she had to sign, like, an NDA? Maybe. Like, they were like, here's $7,000, but sign this non-disclosure agreement. You're not going to tell anyone you had the thumb. I would imagine. She's like, I already told five like, there's people. An, there's an NDA. So I looked up, there's multiple like lawsuits on animals, like small rodents in, in beverages. And this, I think this is the one I was talking about. It's from PepsiCo, which makes Mountain Dew. 52-year-old man from Illinois claimed that he tasted something foul in his drink. Um, he sped out his soda. He took a drink and immediately became violently ill. He began to vomit. The contents of said can of Mountain Dew were immediately poured into a styrofoam cup where a dead mouse was found. <laughs> so Ball, the, the plaintiff here, sent the mouse to PepsiCo, and apparently they destroyed the body of the mouse and the evidence. This happened back in 2009, which is about that 10 years ago. Really fucking he was going for $50,000 in damages. Um, PepsiCo has denied his claims and moved to dismiss the case in an affidavit saying testing showed the mouse would have dissolved in the drink had it been inside from the time of bottling to the time that he consumed it. It sounds like they lied out their fucking Which, which this is after 30 days, like, um, a veterinarian had said this, he testified and said after 30 days it would have become jelly-like and... Basically, he was full of shit. There wouldn't have been a full mouse in there. So, yeah, would have been a mouse. There would have been a full mouse, just not intact. There would have been yeah. mush. Yeah, mouse exactly. mush. All right. Should we tackle Alan? <laughs> yeah, we can tackle Alan. We kind of. She got seven thousand dollars. We talked about seven thousand dollars. We use to stop Chandler. So, 
This is good for Chandler, and you should probably get that back later. Yeah, so just to sum it up, um, Phoebe, Phoebe offers, this kind of overlaps with the plot line, but Monica informs, um, informs the gang that she's broken up with Alan, and Chandler just cannot handle the stress. Everybody else is stressing out the gang, and Chandler's like, that's it, I'm going to smoke. I can't take it anymore, I'm going to smoke. And Phoebe offers a $7,000 for him to stop. And he's like, yeah, okay. So now we move on to Monica's boyfriend, Alan. One of the few decent men she dates. Which they are, they're really pushing this so heavy. Mm -hmm. The fact, like, once again, like we saw in the first episode, but once again, in the third episode, they're really trying to hammer it home. Oh, Monica's terrible with men. Huh? She picks that she likes guys that aren't good for her and doesn't like guys that are good for her, she, right? She Alan? Does, but let's, yeah. let's think about this, because after Alan, every other guy has been good for her and everybody's liked. That's what I don't get. That's yeah, but she didn't like, like Pete at first. She didn't like him at first, but she dated him for a really long time because she, she got did. to like him. And then she dated Richard, who everybody except for Ross because he thought it was weird. And yeah, but she, she was like Richard, a, Richard wasn't good for her in a different way in that he was way older than her. He's yeah, like a no brother to dad. Nobody really <laughs> said that except for Ross. Yeah. But it came up later when she wanted to have kids and because of how different in stages of life they were. I'm not saying it wasn't bad for her. I'm saying nobody in the friend group said anything except for Ross. Oh, well, yeah, but I'm talking about when Monica picks a guy that she actually wants to date, it's usually there's some, like, she never picks the one that's, like, an obvious choice. She's always, there's always some gotcha, right? Yeah. Pete, oh, I thought we were talking about, like, how the show has been hammering home nobody likes any of the guys that she picks. No, 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 I'm talking about Monica. It's, like, she picks out either the guy she does like or no good, or the guy she does like, there's something, there's something that's inevitably going to ruin it. Right. And in the end, really, probably Chandler's commitment issues will eventually ruin that marriage. No, I'm just kidding. You would think. They have you know. babies. They're good. I think after after he um, did the proposal they didn't take the first time, <clears throat> yeah. you don't really see that vulnerability from him. We're yeah. getting way down the road. Uh, but you don't really see that vulnerability from him as much. I mean, he obviously was like thinking about flaking out on the wedding. Mm -hmm. Not thinking about but, it. Like, if it wasn't for... <laughs> Ross and Phoebe coming to find him. I know yeah. about the baby. <laughs> I did notice the friends are... So they're talking about... They're asking to meet Alan and she doesn't want to want them to meet Alan because she's afraid they'll find something wrong or make fun of him. Trying to think back. Generally, any, any of my friends that have ever started dating someone, I guess, I guess they're just really comfortable. But I've never been in a situation where it's like, they start dating someone and immediately we rag on that person in front of the friend that's dating that person. Mm -hmm. Normally it's a quiet conversation that happens when they're not around. So I found it pretty interesting that they were like, oh, we're going to talk shit about the people you're dating right to your face. Yeah. And they, apparently they've had a history of that. What you're, what you're saying is more realistic with reality. Like, right. People are not going to talk shit about the person you're dating to their face. Exactly. Like, do you see that Alan motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I thought that was a... Uh, I was like, man, these guys are these guys are ruthless. They, they rip them apart and 
Well, I don't know. we're that old though. I mean, when we were dating, we were also like under in our teens. Yeah, I think it still applies though. I mean, they're like 25, 26, 26 at yeah, this time. Yeah, that's, that's the time though for a woman. That's the time to start settling down and start having babies in that yeah. time period because there are so many risks of having a baby after 30. Yeah. It's true. So, I'm sure they weren't doing it in a bad kind of way. I'm sure they were doing it in a way of, like, trying to help her. Mm-hmm. And it just came off kind of bad. But you gotta think about, like, the time period, the age that they were at. It's a, it's different than it is now. Yeah. Now you can have mm-hmm. kids. And that is, that is very true. Later. And it definitely wasn't cool to, like, sleep around. For women, no. Men, yes, always. It will always be like that. Nobody cares if men sleep around because it's, that's what they're supposed to do, right? Well, I think Friends is kind of breaking down some barriers with this. They I have. mean, they are really ahead of their time with like open, uh, not open relationships, but like women are open to do what they want. Like, they, that's 1994. Yes. People were not talking about this back then. They definitely have, and it's fantastic. But you got to think about like, I mean, I just, I feel like with this storyline of Monica's boyfriend, you got to like take that into consideration yeah. of where she's coming from and where they're coming from. Have we even started talking about Alan yet? Not really. We have. No, we talked about, we talked about Alan and, and Monica's like, they're asking if they can meet Alan. I also like in this bit, this is like Lizzie too. This storyline reveals us Paula, who's the other chef at Iridium. Yeah. So Paula is another character that seems like it was written in to be this person that we would get cut-ins every once in a while if Monica would work talking to Paula, you know, the sassy work friend that would give her a sassy opinion on things that were going on in her life. And I really liked Paula. I liked Paula a lot too. But again, we never see Paula well, again, do we? Monica gets fired from that restaurant. So. That's true. But for at least we could have gotten her a few times. That would have been really cool. Well, I think and maybe maybe then like there weren't a lot of personal issues that Monica was dealing with. I feel like it was focused on other parts of the cast. Well, maybe not necessarily personal issues, but I think they were trying to set up time like little pockets where each friend was going to be able to go talk about the other friends with non-central characters. So Monica with Paula, Phoebe with Lizzie. Ross with the chick from the uh, museum. I'm just trying to think of mm. other people that they could have kept on, but they never did. Yeah. I so, or maybe in Ross's case, maybe it could have been like Carol more often. But it just seems like it seems like a shame that none of them. I, I'm mostly upset about Paula. I really like Paula. I wish she had stuck around I did too. a few yeah. more times. I mean, I did like Paula, and I wish she would have stuck around. But I mean, everybody's different in their relationships. You try not to talk. About a lot of it. I know, but I'm just talking in that. In the aspect of the TV show, it would have been cool to have those extra recurring characters besides like Gunther, who they never really talked to. It's like they they claim to have all they have these parties where all these random friends show up, but we never really see them outside unless there's a party. We don't get to see them talk to these extra friends, which is I know I I liked Paul. Well, I mean, mean, you know, you kind of get this close knit group of people and they're talking to each other so I feel like that is their friend group almost right. yeah I like I like Paula a lot I wish she would have stuck around I, I love the line that she has when she says I've had my fair share of bad beef yeah <laughs> <laughs> she had a lot of good 
feel the you pain. Should, he always <laughs> feels the pain. So, Paula, Lizzie, Rip, you know. Well, good. Lizzie did good. She was in, uh, you know, the office. So, <laughs> we go on to when Monica finally concedes to let the gang meet Alan. And this is a weird night that me and Leah talked about too. The timeline. I, I, like, I'm confused by it. I, I, I don't understand what happens during this day. So, I feel like I need we're led to believe that they're going to go on a date, right? Alan and, and Monica. Yeah. And then it, it goes ahead and it just kind of fast forwards to later on that night. And it, it kind of seems like they've just all been hanging out together all night. So, did they go on a date? Or not? Or was yeah. the date there? Or did they go on a date and come back and hang out longer? Sorry, but if you're on a date in your friend, like in your apartment with your friends, that's weird. It's not well, I think I, I don't think it was a date per se. I think she had already been on a date with him, and she was introducing him to them. See, so it was like a night in. That's, she probably cooked. That's what I can tell. That's, that's what, what I right. thought it may have happened. And I got it mixed up, and that was a like this is a different night than the night that she said she was going on that date. Mm. It was very because I can't tell because she is wearing a different outfit, but that might just be because she changed into her date outfit. So this one, this one was like, I guess the timeline that makes the most sense is this is a different day than the day that they asked to meet him. But yeah. I can't tell no, it definitely, it definitely was. It's definitely a different day. They were just having him over to meet the game. Play board games. Yeah. Well, we didn't talk about this yet, so the uh, the finger and the thumb thing. Oh, yeah. The yeah, right. Did we talk about Distance. that in the beginning? Like, because that's a weird thing to bring up with no reference. Well, I'll tell you why we're bringing it up here. Because, so they talk about it at the beginning, and Rachel know. mentions it again. I just don't remember us mentioning this in the beginning, so we might want to explain just in case. So... The, uh, they're in the beginning, they talk about the, the finger and the thumb thing, and they're alluding to the fact that that's how you can determine the guy, size of a guy's penis, right? Yeah. You know, and then, you know, they're like, the guys are like, Joey's like, that's eh, bull crap, and I think Ross is like, can you use either finger? Like, can I use the other thumb? Yeah. So, so it was funny. And I, it took, it was so long before, I, I only caught this recently that after they're doing that and they're acting up, talking about everything they liked about Alan, that Rachel goes, and did you notice? And she holds yeah, out a pointer very finger and subtle. Thumb, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. I never caught that until I watched it yesterday. Yeah. Like how subtle that was. And she's like, mm -hmm. oh, did you notice? And, and then the guys are like, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. So everybody loves Alan, and they're going to go ahead and just play a softball game with him. Supposedly that we never heard about before until, like, when they lost. Yeah, one. what softball game is this? Like, does they get the jewelry, Chandler, so I don't even understand how the Chandler's business have a team? The acidic, even then. The Acidic Jewelers, is that what he calls them? Yeah, but that's even, who they were playing. Even if it is Chandler's team... For his office, he wouldn't be able to invite people. Because usually that's a company. Yeah, I don't know what the hell. Softball game, like that's that's not like invite your friends. See, and another thing, like so, it's 
the, the three people or four people who played. You got the three guys and Rachel. Mm-hmm. They played in the softball game. Did Phoebe play? I don't know. She's not there. I don't think so. I don't think Phoebe played. So you get the you got the three guys and Rachel, but then you go into the coffee shop and Monica's the only one there, and she didn't play. She's like, "How'd the game go?" And what world does Monica not play in this softball game? She's the most. She competitive. is the most athletic one of the girls. Yeah, she's the most athletic, the most competitive. She would have had to. She would have been all that, over. That I feel like their answer is weird. Like they're like, "Oh, he made us a team. Like they've been playing this for like a long time." Yeah. Right. That we never knew about. There's got to be more than four or five people. And then how do you... I guess there's a there's a local league that they must have just... A club team they throw together? This bothers me. This is one of those things I'm not upset was written out of the show. I don't know if that was going to be a recurring thing where they play softball. Maybe they were just looking for some group activity for them to do they to make Alan sound amazing. They found a Geller Cup instead. That... This this bothered me a lot with this episode because I felt like we got no information of how this team was ever created, no information of why it was created. Like it was just, oh, we played some softball and we won because Alan brought us together as a team. Like we've played before. Yeah. So you guys knew that. I like I like this this story because it does something that Friends does so well, which is take a a common. Um, life experience and flip it on its head and make it completely backwards. And this is the one where everybody loves Alan, Monica doesn't like Alan, and Monica has to like break up the group of friends and Alan. She comes in and announces that she's decided to break up with Alan, right? And we get to hear like more of those classics, like I'm being broken up with lines that you hear like, uh, what I'm trying to think of some of the ones that they say, which like, is like, is there somebody else? Like, it's like we didn't change. Yeah, it's like pe- people change. I didn't change. And you know they kind of do this a lot. Yeah, like, down down the road they kind of do this like change of perspectives. To me, this is one of the best things that the show does is take something that's that's common and then and then twist it into something else. But but. Like it, it feels and looks and sounds the same as a normal breakup, but it's between this woman's boyfriend and this woman's friend instead of just between her and her boyfriend, you know? They do do a great job of that when uh, Phoebe's dating that psychologist and he calls them like, what is it, like a dependent group of friends? Codependent. Yeah, codependent. And they are. They're codependent. No doubt. Group of friends who cannot do anything without the others. Chandler can't even go outside to smoke a fucking cigarette. He's because he wants to hang out with his friends. Yeah, exactly. With their big glass temples. (laughs) You know, I can think of a few times that they kind of do this down the road. That's hilarious. Like one of the times is when Joey is dating that Janine woman, and Mm -hmm. he's kind of like being really feminine and Chandler doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not the, it's not what you said. It's the way you said it. <laughs> you know, he oh my God! I'm a woman! What is, and there's another time. So there's there's plenty of great times. It's like, you know, Phoebe and her husband, right? When yeah. he comes out as being straight. I didn't think yeah, that's yeah. probably one of the best ones. Well, they never really found out about that because as far as they knew, she married a guy who was gay. I know, I'm talking, but we got to see it as the audience, we right? Did. So we got to see that part where they flip that on its head. And then the one where Rachel goes shopping with Julie and if they take the, I cheated on you 
and they yeah, flipped it on its head, it right? So many times. They do it so well. This is one of the. I feel like this is one of those times. Wait, it's so good. I'm sorry, Monica went shopping with Julie, and and cheated on Rachel, right? So you know what my favorite time is is the one when um when Ross is dating that that woman and Phoebe is dating that man that they were a couple before. Right. And so they're they're oh they're God. fighting on behalf. Yes. On behalf of the They're fighting on behalf of the other person. And they don't even know what's really going on in the relationship. It's like, well what about January nineteen ninety seven? Like I knew you were gonna throw that in our face. <laughs> but yeah, so this is I think this is this is one of those it's like the glimmer of what's to come with some of the best writing in Friends is when they when they do something like that. Those are my favorite. Those are usually my favorite Friends episodes. Yeah. And so that's why I do like this one because of this one part, or this is at least my favorite part of the episode because they do that thing where they spin it around on you. Yeah, it's great writing. So Monica is kind of talking to Paula. We get that good scene at her restaurant again. She's talking to Paula. She has a great line. She's like, you should always feel, feel the thing. thing. <laughs> But um, she's talking about how she's deciding to break up with Alan and how mm -hmm. she's going to reveal it to the rest of the gang. Yeah, she's more worried about the gang than the than actually Alan. We know <laughs> Alan can take it. He's amazing. But I guess we got off on a tangent where we're talking about the breakup scene where they're kind of yeah, exactly. reversing it. And <laughs> it's she's so like, good. well, what do you want me to do? Pretend? And Joey's like, okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. Pretend. <laughs> But yeah, I she... just want things back the way they were. <laughs> and and so it goes it goes further on, right? Because she breaks up with him, and you know Alan's like, I didn't like your friends, and which is hilarious. Which is hilarious. And they come back, and what are they doing? They're doing classic post breakup. They're eating cheesecake and ice hold cream. On, hold on, hold on. Is that a cheesecake? Because I saw this at the end. Is that a fucking flan? Or is that a cheesecake? I think it's a cheesecake. Because if there's a fawn again, right That's here, three flawns. Three flawns, like maybe three flawns and like two of them that nobody ate. Nobody ate, like, and, and nobody was eating it at this time. They were eating ice cream. I feel like it was not jiggly enough to be a flan, but that's my opinion. I think it was if a it, cheesecake. If it was a cheesecake, then fuck that cheesecake because it is nothing. It's just like plain <laughs> cheesecake. That's fine. A regular cheesecake is one of the best cheesecakes. What is your favorite for a for a breakup cake? You're gonna get a cheesecake with nothing, nothing special. A cheesecake in and of itself is already like full of fat and sugar and all that other stuff. You tell me you gotta get like an Oreo cheesecake, chocolate cake. Ooh, okay. That's a breakup cake or a flan. I, that kind of wraps up the episode, in my opinion. Yeah, Monica. Monica breaks up with Alan. He takes it well, but he cannot stand her friends. Can't stand her friends. What is he's the really final? Nice yeah, he's the nice final guy. thing is, you know, uh, they're they're talking about they're they're sitting there eating all that crap, and Chandler's so depressed he's going to start smoking again. And that's when Phoebe says, "So pay her, pay him seven thousand oh, dollars." And he walks back, and he's like, "Okay." And then the credits continue to roll after that because this is kind of a post-credit scene in the first place. They've already started like. You've already seen some of the executive producers and things like that. Gotcha. Well, that's it, folks. Let's play Bamboozle.
We don't have to do that anymore. It is... We are going to play Bamboozle. I have... Bollocks. Alright. I have one, two, three, four, five questions. Alright. So, I'm going to play it. Whoever can get the most out of the five, right? I'm going to start with somebody. If you can't get it, the other person gets a chance to answer. Whoever has the most at the end, go to bamboozle the other person. Okay. We're going to try, try that out. I like it. All right, so if y'all want to rock, paper, scissors for it. Oh. Ready? One, two, three, shoot. All right, double rock. One, two, three, shoot. Double paper. One, two, three, shoot. Double scissors. One, two, three, shoot. Double rock. Double paper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brayden, that is like a record. How many times we do it? Five times? Five times before we had it. <laughs> Alright. Brayden, your question is, when Joey and Chandler are practicing that scene, what is Joey's character's name? Oh my god. Is it, um, Can I tell you? I'm gonna say. Yeah, five seconds, Brayden. I'm gonna say one. That is incorrect. Leah, would you like to try and see? Damone? Damone is correct! Yeah, that is one Leah. point for Leah. Leah, we're gonna start with you. This one is gonna be a toughie. What color is Chandler's lighter? That is incorrect. Brayden, your opportunity to steal. I'm gonna say orange. The answer is orange. Yeah! I, was I can't believe, did you guess that? No. I you remember that? I remember oh, Joey, shit. I remember Joey like flicking it. I've seen couch. so many letters in my life, it's not fair. <laughs> All right, so we have one versus one. Brayden, we're back to you. When they return from the softball game, Rachel's wearing a ball, ball cap. What image is on that ball cap? I have no idea. I remember it's a black ball cap. That's great. Is it a woman on the ball cap with glasses? No. That is, sorry. That is incorrect. <laughs> Leah, your opportunity to steal. You get this, you I, deserve it. I'll get like penalty if I don't worry. Nope, just still one to one. I think it's too baseball, that's promising. It is not. Now, I'm not going to blame you, I didn't look really close. It's a whistle. Oh it is a little picture of a whistle. It looked like eyes. It looked like eyes. This is bamboozle. Sure. This is crap. I know for sure it's a whistle. I've looked at it like three times. All right, <laughs> Brayden, back to you. What does Chandler accidentally spray in his mouth instead of the breath fresher? It's um, a deodorizer. I'm looking for the exact Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Not so easy uh, at all, is it? Oh god. I actually looked this up to see if it was a real product, and it is. It is? Yeah. Um. Derby gone. I don't know. That is incorrect, Leah. Your chance to steal. Air freshener. Huh? Air freshener. That is not. The answer is Ozium. Mm. <laughs> Which is like a it's... smoke deodorant type product. Damn. I feel like it's a bunch of bullshit. One versus one is still tied. I only have tough. 
one question I feel like his questions left. are stupid. <laughs> hey, I feel like I, I like the, my questions. All right. We're back to you, Brayden. This is your chance to win the game. Who actually ordered the sweet tea? For context, Rachel brings four French drinks. Ross, Joey, Monica, and Champ. They trade drinks to their so, actual orders. So not the first one. So who actually ordered it? Somebody ordered sweet tea. Not who not who Rachel gave the sweet tea to, but who ended up with the sweet tea. So who actually intended to get the sweet tea? You got a 25% chance of just guessing the answer. So when she brings the sweet tea, she gives it to Monica. But that can't be because they all swapped. So you have a 33% chance. <laughs> Ross. It was Ross! Yeah! <laughs> Leah, you've been bamboozled! So that's been bamboozled, and that concludes our today's episode of Friends Like Us. Next episode, we will be discussing the one with George Stephanopoulos, my favorites. Go out and watch the episode and join us back here. If you would like to keep up with us, please, dear God, please follow us on Twitter at Friends Like Us P1, Instagram Friends LU Podcast, and Facebook Friends Like Us Podcast, or at Friends LU Podcast. I'm Leah, on behalf of Stephen and Brayden, this has been the Friends Like Us podcast, thanks for listening, and we will hear you guys next time. Bye everybody.